today we're waking up and we're dreaming. That's right. We're awake. We're alive to everything that God wants to do. And we're dreaming. We're aligning our dreams to His purpose and His promise for our life. Would you believe it? Q1 is done. Quarter one of 2022 is done. That's right. Uh, We were supposed to be having Dream Sunday in February, but here we are in April, and Easter's around the corner, and we are dreaming. And so this is opportunity. Dream Sunday is opportunity in every location to have a big party, but we are glad that you've joined us here today. Dream Sunday. We're going big in 2022. Uh, We want to dream a God-sized dream. I don't know what the size of your dream is right now, but I don't want you to dream according to your ability, according to your resources, and according to what you can do. I've found any dream that's birthed from God is beyond us. And I'm encouraging every person tuning in today to upsize their dream to a God dream. And I love in the Bible, right at the beginning, God Uh, asked of man a question, but before God asked man a question, there was a serpent in the garden who asked a question of Eve, and he said to Eve, did God really say that? I really believe God's spoken in many places to a whole lot of people, and there's a seed of a dream in people's lives, but the enemies come along, and he said, did God really say that? As we know, Uh, Adam and Eve gave in to that temptation, and they found themselves in a a place where they're hiding. And God was walking one day in the garden, and He asked a question. This is the first question God asked man, and the question went like this, where are you? It wasn't because He didn't know where they were. He's not like natural parents or human parents who lose their children and say, where are you? He knew exactly where they were. He wasn't needing their GPS coordinates. He knew their location. He knew where they were, but he was asking them that question because they didn't know where they were. And really what he was addressing was their state of mind. He wanted to know if they knew where they were located. Yes, they were tucked in a bush, but really they were in a place called shame. I want to say on Dream Sunday, let's not be a people who get punked by our past. Uh, Let's not let our past lie to us, distract us, and try and get our attention because that's what it wants to do. It wants to get us our attention. So when we look, it's almost like uh, I've caught you, and then our past begins to laugh at us. It's like that old trick, you know, oh, what's that on your shirt? And you look down, and then you go, oh, I made you look, you dirty chook. You know, something like that, uh, got you there. And that's what our past tries to do to us because shame has one goal and one goal alone is to try and get us cemented in our past. All the while we're focused there. What's been hidden is the glorious future that God has called us to. Every person right now is somewhere. That's an obvious statement. But how many people really know where they are at their lives? In fact, this Sunday, Dream Sunday, is a bit of a sila moment. It's an opportunity to pause and reflect. You know, what's this first quarter been like? Where am I at right now? Figuring out where we're at, is, that's where it gets, <laughs> it gets really real. A whole lot of us know where we're at, but if we're to be honest, we're afraid to say it. 
Some of us right now, we're spiraling down in disappointment because we've had one disappointment after another. Some of us right now, we're just coasting. We're coasting in our marriage. We're coasting in other relationships, our relationship with God. Some of us, where we are right now is we're selling ourselves short and, and we're just constantly taking the easy route. Some of us, if we're to be honest, it's like we're afraid. And we're afraid that we're going to be exposed and we're going to be found out. Some of us, we're, we're trapped in addictive behavior. So, so here's your moment right now. Where are you? I believe God's asking that of us. Where, where are you? And I want us to be courageous. I want us to figure it out. And I want us to own it. Maybe even write it down, tell a friend. But more importantly, I want you to tell God. He knows where you are. But the question is, do you know where you are? Uh, you, you can shoot straight this morning. He can handle it. Because once we figure out, here's the deal. Once we figure out where we are, it's only then and there he can lead us forward. Uh, let's not see the future through the lens of our past. Let's not limit God. Come on, we serve a big God. And this is a year in 2022 where we're going to big God. And we've been saying, you know, our problem in a lot of places is not that we reject God. Our problem stems from, in a lot of places, is simply because we reduce God. We, we reduce Him to a Sunday meeting. We reduce Him to our understanding and our thinking. We reduce Him in so many different ways. But this is an opportunity to pause and reflect and say, God, I want to align my life to your purpose and your promise for me. Again, we've been talking about in this series, Go Big, how big God is. Come on, you can't serve a big God and have a small dream. We've been talking about how we all need to think big. Let's not think small about the big thing that God's called us to. Uh, we've been talking about making space. It takes faith to make space. It takes faith to spread out and to trust that God's going to come and fill the gaps. And we've been talking about how we need to grow younger and prepare for growth, this growing family that God wants to bring our way. How we need to run down an upward escalator and how we need to go against nature. You know, the, operating of the, the operating system of the kingdom is so different to our natural inclination. In fact, it's counterintuitive in, in so many ways. And we know in the gospel, you know, Jesus talks about to live, you need to die. The Bible talks about if we want to increase, if we want to go forward, it's to give things away. It's to be generous. To be fulfilled in life. It's actually, it actually comes, according to the kingdom, it, it comes by den the denial of self. To see the desires of your heart realized. We've all got desires and dreams in our heart, but the way those things are realized is when we delight ourselves in the Lord. And, and in this last season, we have been preaching from Isaiah chapter 4, 54, where it talks about how, how the barrenless woman needs to sing. It says, sing, O childless woman, you have never given birth. Break out into a loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. And we'll be saying this, this is a strange command to somebody who's barren, who's unfruitful, who's in lack. Sing? That's the last thing I feel like doing. But, but sing and sing joyfully and sing loud. 
Come on, when you lost hope and when things haven't worked out as you thought they should, you know, you don't want to sing. You want to go home and sulk. You want to, maybe if you're going to sing, you want to sing the blues, but sing loud and sing joyfully. That goes right against your natural feelings. And when it comes to going big, if we're going to go big, we've got to deny, defy our natural feelings. Go big in a global pandemic? Uh, right now, I really believe there's a spirit that wants to contain people, that wants to limit people, uh, that, that wants to get people playing it safe. But I believe this is not a time to play it safe when it comes to God's purpose. To go big is to have faith and confidence in the bigness of our God. It's to hold fast to what He's spoken. Say, no, God, if you spoke that, if you spoke that into, into my spirit, I'm going to believe it. Because I believe you're not a liar and that word will come to pass. It's to remain confident when your natural circumstances are telling you otherwise. It's to reject that anxiety. It's to worship when answers seem at a distance, when everything is bleak and lifeless. Worship, I want to say, is the key to bringing something new to birth. Because worship realigns my focus. See, we all can lose perspective. But really what we need to do is bring things into alignment with how God sees things. See, when you don't know what to do or when you don't know where you're going, when everything's up in the air, when everything feels uncertain, what we need to do is raise our hands and we need to lift our voice to a God who's above all. Come on, He sees all and He knows all. And a God who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. See, I'm not certain exactly how this is all going to pan out, but I'm certain of who I am trusting in this season. And worship, I want to say again, worship has the power to bring something new to birth. People often use the the expression, oh, only God knows, only God knows. Uh, And they often say that when they're not confident when it comes to their future. Uh, One of the things we can be today is we can be confident and bold when it comes to our future. Because we know who's going to work it all out. Uh, We know who's going to bring it to pass. Come on, Jesus is coming back for a beautiful, radiant, and glorious church. That's what he's coming back for. Now's the time not to shrink, hide, hide away. This is a time to step into destiny and align ourselves with the Word of God. Come on, I love what God's done in this last season. Uh, two years of, the, of a pandemic, and the church has gone forward. We've added new locations. We've got our east and west locations in Auckland tuning in today. We, we've got new locations coming about as well. You know, I love Fiji is gathering together. How exciting is that? We've got a gathering in Hamilton in the Waikato. You know, God wants to do something significant in that location. And during this time, we've grown in e-groups. We're growing in community. Yes, we haven't been able to get together as we used to, but, but God has been on the move. We've got so much as a church to give God thanks for. I want to say, Equip is, is a miracle in motion. We've got some amazing people who call Equipers Church their home church. And, and what God's doing here in New Zealand, who would have thought from one location would have 25 locations? 
And who would have thought from there we would have 15 other locations around the world? I'm amazed at what God has done. And I know it's God because none of us are that smart. You know, some people say, oh, you've got a great strategy. Uh, This goes beyond strategy. This is God at work in our midst. This is the house that God has built, and this is the house that God is building. And He's going to continue to build it right around the world. You know, I love the fact that as a church, we've been able to mobilize people into the Ukraine. Our German church and our church in Budapest are at the border helping the refugees. How awesome is that? I love that as a church also we were able to respond in moments and help, you know, with what happened in Tonga with the volcano there. You know, the, the, the need that we're able to come in and meet. And in India during the global pandemic, there was a huge crisis there. Again, you and I were able to be a part of being an answer in that place. How amazing is God that, that He'd bring all these different people together from different backgrounds, look differently, but he'd bring them together. He'd unite them and he'd cause them to have an impact on the world. I'm just so thankful for the ch- a church called Equipage Church. Come on, if you're thankful to God right now, I want you to put your hands together and give God a big clap of praise. Because I love what Isaiah 54 goes on and says. It says, sing barren, but it it, it goes on and says, clear lots of ground for your tents. And this is what I feel like the Spirit of God saying. Make your tents large, spread out, and think big. Use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations, and you're going to resettle abandoned cities. For some of us right now, our world is crammed. I want to encourage you to create space. Growing up, you used to fit four kids along the back seat of a vehicle. I've got three siblings, and we used to all fit, but we didn't quite fit because you couldn't get your shoulders back. A couple used to have to sit forward. Now we have seven-seater vehicles where there's three rows, and there's a lot more space. I really feel like God's saying, come on, create space. As you create space, God's going to come and occupy that space with people who need to hear, who need to know what you know. Come on, you know the goodness and the grace of God, and you have the opportunity to pass that on. We're called Equipage Church, not by chance. We're called Equipage Church because that identifies us, and it identifies us through our mission. We're called to equip people to change their world. Many people today have a cultural view of church rather than a biblical view. The the whole New Testament church was about every person who confesses Jesus as their Lord and Savior being a minister. But sadly, we've reduced ministry to the hands of one or two or a few. But I believe this is a season where God wants to awaken the church and He wants to help people discover what he's put in their hand and how if they use what's in their hand correctly, they too can have a kingdom impact. Church is so much more than a Sunday meeting. In fact, a lot of the ministry that takes place doesn't happen in the context of of a a Sunday. It It happens on a weekly basis, in workplaces, on sports fields. You know, just as people connect with others around a coffee, 
It's amazing the ministry that takes place there. And I feel like for us to go to another level, we need to declare some things that help shift and shape our mindset. See, many of us feel like, oh, well, I attend Equippers Church. But church is meant to be more than something that you attend. And I want us to make three declarations today. And the first declaration I want, to, I want us to make, if you feel like you're attached to, any, to a Quippish church at any level, I want us to make this declaration. Number, uh, the first declaration I want us to make is, number one, is I have ownership. You know, when you, you're hanging out with somebody and you're both interested in one another, you know, this is before you're married, you know, you're both interested, but nobody's really defined it. And you're saying, is this a thing? <laughs> is this a thing? You know, this thing that I'm feeling, is it what you're feeling? And can we clarify what's going on here? You know, a lot of relationships go undefined <laughs> for a long time. And I want to say, for, for people who are coming along and sensing the Spirit of God and feeling the Spirit of God through this ministry, you know, I, I, I want you to ask the, the question, is this a thing? Because if we're really going to build something significant, we need to clarify it is a thing. It's just like any relationship, if it's going to progress, we need to clarify the expectations. And, and if we're to do anything significant, it's going to require us to partner together. See, see, many people, you know, like different ministries, but, you know, it's like when the pressure comes on, there's, there's nothing that keeps it together. And, and when it comes to a relationship, there needs to be a le level of certainty and commitment to it. And so what I'm asking for people in this next season is, is yeah, God's got a hold of our, your life. I don't know if you realize this, but He chose you before you chose Him. He's, he's now got a hold of your life, but, but your relationship with God goes to another level when you take hold of Him and you align your life to His purpose and His promise. I want to say, as a church, we're committed to anybody who walks through these door, uh, through the doors of a church, anybody who streams online. But now, I, I believe God's saying, "Come on, let, let's define this a little a bit more and say, let's let's outwork this dream that God's given us together." See, God has put gifts and graces in so many people's lives, but they're not using them, or if they're using them, they're using them to serve selfish purposes. But ultimately, any gift or grace that God's given me is there to bring glory and honor to Him. And I feel like God is saying, spread out. And yes, we've got more locations, but in the spreading out, what's happened is greater strength has come because it's mobilized more people. More people now are not just sitting back and observing what's going on, but they have ownership of what's taking place. And I believe for Dream Sunday, you know, I'm dreaming that there'll be thousands of people across the planet who have ownership over what God wants to do in this next season through Equippers. Come on, we're here to equip people so that they can impact their world. Imagine if every believer around the planet today took ownership for the gift and grace on their life and used it to serve God's purpose. The second declaration I want us to make today is, is I carry culture. See, the role of the church is not just to grow a number, 
It's to establish kingdom culture. What, what good is it if we have thousands of people, but domestic violence in our community is on the rise? Well, what good is it if we, we have hundreds of people gathering, but we're not being an answer to the, the youth suicide rates? What good is it if, if, if we're meeting and we're worshiping God, but it's not bringing transformation into our community? Our heartbeats as a church, their kingdom values, their kingdom heartbeats, to honor God, to excel, to give God our best, to advance through serving, to reach our heart, to reach the people in our world and to do it together. You know, their values, they don't just build the church, they actually build our lives. See, I've found when it comes to kingdom principles, you know, when it comes to your family, God is so interested in the family. And there's a massive breakdown in the family unit. But I've found when, when a family's values are about building the house of God and honoring God, it's amazing how then the values of the church build the family. When the values of the home build the church, the values of the church build the family. And I, I feel like many people's lives are complicated. They have different values for different settings. But I feel like if, if we can align those values, we're going to see God work in a greater way. We're going to see His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the first declaration is, I have ownership. The second declaration is, I carry culture. You know, I'm aligning my life to the values of the kingdom. I want you to think about your life in a bigger way. I don't, I don't, don't think about it in small, isolated departments. Think about it in a, bit, a bigger way. You're here to bring about the kingdom of God in whatever sphere, in whatever setting you find yourself. So I carry culture, but the third declaration is I am leaving a legacy. Everything we do leaves a mark. I pray we leave a love mark, a God mark, not a skid mark. But we leave something that, that's lasting and that matters. See, we're all about setting the platform for the next generation. We're all about running down an upward escalator. I know you did that as a young person. But I want us to do that in the spirit. You know, when you get older and you have some resources, your life can be all about yourself or just all about those who are close to you. But we've got to keep on running down that upward escalator because there's the next, uh, another generation that we're called to reach. I, I pray Equipus Church never gets old. I pray seeing people respond to Jesus never gets old. I pray that when you see somebody encounter Jesus, you're excited. Heaven gets excited over one person responding to Jesus. I pray we're able to see things from heaven's perspective. And we'll be able to see the eternal difference we're making in people's lives. Many of the things people are involved in and invested in, they're going to fade. They're not going to matter in the light of eternity. But here we have an opportunity to align ourselves with God's eternal plan. And we're going to do all that we can 
to reach the people in our world. Come on, the people who are close to us but far from God. As one person says, we must reach the lost or win the lost at all costs. And the reality is each of us are writing a story on somebody else's heart. What story are you writing on the people that you come into contact with on a daily basis? Is it a God story or is it just your own story? What are you going to be remembered for? I pray that you and I are remembered for the legacy, the God legacy we, we brought about in people's lives. You know, our lives are not our own. The Bible says we've been bought with a price. I know that's not popular preaching today, but it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you can do many things with your life, but the greatest thing you can do your life with your life is serve God's purpose. And I want us to write stories of the gospel of the good news of salvation. I want us to write stories with God's help and with God's anointing where we see lives transformed, where we see communities changed, where we see reconciliation and restoration taking place. Come on, I want to see stories where where people have been broken and made whole. I want to see stories where people are bound, become free. That's the stories that God wants us to write on the hearts of other people. And I found when it comes to making a difference, anybody can make a difference if they're prepared to serve. Many people think relevance comes from what they wear and how they speak. But I challenge to say, if you want to be relevant to another generation, all you need to do is you need to serve them. Don't lose your relevance by stopping serving. Come on, as a church, let's grow younger so that we can set a platform for the next generation. That if Jesus doesn't return in our generation, at least the church is further on to actually winning the world, to seeing all come to an understanding of who Jesus is. Come on, I want to encourage you today. Don't just dream any dream. Dream a God dream. Dream a dream that's bigger than yourself. Because as we do that together, I believe God is going to do so many powerful things in this next season. Where are you right now? Are you located in God? Because if you're not, I want to pray a prayer. And as I said right at the start, it's not because God doesn't know where you are. It's because a lot of us, We haven't located ourselves. But I pray today in hearing this message, you're able to locate yourself and you're able to align yourself to God's purpose and God's plan for your life. Friend, maybe you're listening to this today and you're not living in right relationship with God. Today, if you put your faith and you put your trust in Him, He'll come and meet you where you are. It's our faith that gets us right with God. It's not our good works, none of it. None of them are good enough. And none of us are good enough. That's why we need a Savior. And His name is Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price of our sin so that we could have full access to God. And today, 
If you don't know Jesus, friend, He's a prayer of faith away. I'm going to pray a prayer in a moment. Maybe you want to say these words out loud today. Say, Jesus, today I give you my heart. Today I ask for your forgiveness for my sin. And I acknowledge what you did on the cross, paying the price for my freedom. Today I confess that you are my Lord and Saviour. And I thank you that I am yours and you are mine. Amen.